Hey guys, welcome to the Majestic One podcast. Excited to have you on with us today. The aim of this podcast is to bring us into a deeper love for Jesus through the revelation of Jesus in scripture. Jesus is so beautiful. May God use this episode today to help us to see his majesty in an ever-increasing light. God bless you. Hi. So, today is Sunday, and we just got out of church. I'm privileged to just share with you something that's on my heart. Our whole service was focused on the blood of Jesus and what he's done upon the cross and I just wanted to, I just wanted to share with you a passage in Hebrews. It's one of my favorite passages. It's so amazing just <laughs> what Jesus did for you and for me on the cross to set us free. And there's some really amazing truths in this. Uh, at our church we had a recovery program come in and they shared some testimonies of just what Jesus has done in their lives. And it's amazing how he set them free from drugs. One of the people, uh, he was actually a pastor and he was leading, he leads this ministry and he's been free for 35 years from heroin. It's just amazing. So, yeah. So I wanted to share with you along the lines of the blood of Jesus and how he works in us, but what Hebrews 10 talks about here, it says this, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. This is one of my favorite passages. When you read it, there is such an amazing depth of God's heart that you can see here. Just, man, it's awesome. It's so much fun. And God is the author of scripture. He is the one who has inspired men to write this book that we call the Bible. And when you read the Bible, it's just God speaking to you directly. And this is God speaking to us, to his church. And he's calling us to enter in to the holiest, which is his presence. He's drawing you and I and saying, have boldness to enter my presence by the blood of Jesus. That's why Jesus died. That's why Jesus came. He came that you and I would have life and life more abundant And in that abundant life, we find everything we need for life and for godliness. And it's a beautiful walk that we get to have with Jesus. But when I read this 
it just blows my mind that God would, from heaven, look down and see my life, make provision for me to enter into Him, but not just have access to Him, but to have boldness to access Him, to have 100% confidence that I'm always welcome to just be in His presence, to come and enter into His courts with praise and thanksgiving. (laughs) That is what we are called to. It says this in verse 20, by a new and living way, which He, Jesus, consecrated for us through the veil that is His flesh, that He gave to you and I a new way, a living way, (laughs) that you and I have been given by the blood of Jesus the right to boldly enter into the presence of God. In the Old Testament, they used to have priests who would enter into the holiest place once a year. They could only enter once a year. And they would have a string attached to them and they'd walk into the holiest. And so there were three segments of the temple. There was the outer court and then there was the holy and then there was the holy holy. I believe that's correct. (laughs) Anyways, I don't know (laughs) how well I use the right phrases, but there's three levels uh, in the temple. And so there's the outer, and there's like a middle section, and then there was the deepest inner section. Okay? (laughs) Um, And they could only enter into the Holy of Holies once a year, where the tabernacle was, where the presence of God was emanating from, and this is in the Old Covenant, that they could only enter once a year. That's crazy to me. One time a year, they could enter into the Holy of Holies. And so they had priests who would do that, and once a year they would go in. And The reason they had the string tied to them is sometimes if they came into the presence of God and they did not, Basically, if they messed up (laughs) in the presence of God, that was it. They would die. (laughs) They would literally collapse dead. And they had bells um, (laughs) on them as well so that if they, yeah, if they would die in the presence of God, they'd fall and they would hear the bell and they would know that something went wrong. So they could pull the cord and if nothing eventually happened, they would drag them out by this cord. That way no one would go into the Holy of Holies because you weren't welcome there. And that's the thing is we weren't welcome. People were not welcome into the presence of God in that way, into the Holy of Holies. That was, we were shut out. And what this is saying Yeah, that was the old covenant, but there's a new covenant. There's a new and living covenant that you and I are privileged to grow up in, that we are after the cross. We've been privileged to exist after the cross. And in this time that we exist, there's a new covenant available through Jesus Christ that through him, we have boldness to access the presence of God into the very 
holy presence of God into the Holy of Holies. And that's amazing <laughs> that I have the privilege, that you have the privilege of going before God and we have access. And then this is just amazing. Verse 22 says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. That's beautiful. God wants you to draw near to him with a true heart, that your heart would be true to him, that within your heart, your heart says, yes, God, I want you, I love you. And because your heart is pure, it's true, you have the ability to have full assurance of faith because the blood of Jesus is what makes you clean. And because you've been washed by the blood of Jesus and your heart is pure and your heart says, yes, I want to enter the presence of God, you are welcome in and God says, come. And then it says this further on, <clears throat> further on <laughs> in verse 22. By the way, I just love scripture. <laughs> it's so amazing. What God is speaking to you and I is so beautiful. So says, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, that means that you and I do not have to be living with a conscience that is violated by sin. No, it doesn't mean that you don't deal with sin. No, it doesn't mean that you don't notice sin when you sin, but that sin is not condemning you. That sin is not holding you back from the presence of God. And in reality, entering into the presence of God through the blood of Jesus will begin to remove that sin off of your life and that sin will not actually continue to live in your life. Sin will be ripped off of, out of your life by the presence of God. And it's not that you come into the presence of God and you confess your sin to just get rid of it. No, you come into the presence of God through the blood of Jesus and you allow him to remove it because it's something you could never do in your own strength. So God wants you and I to remove consciousness of sin. It's more about the presence of God. It's more that you and I enter in. It's not about the sin. The sin has been removed. So that sin doesn't keep you from the presence of God. And so God just says, come. He's not asking you to address the sin right now. He's actually asking you to enter into his presence through the blood. That the blood would wash away that sin. God doesn't care if you come before him and you just... Cry out all your sins to him. Yes, he wants you to receive forgiveness. And yes, he wants you to repent of sin if you sin. But what he wants more than anything is for you to be near. That's why he died. To get the sin away from you. To 
remove the effects of sin over you, that you could be into his holy presence, that you could come in and have fellowship with him, that you could worship him. And in that place, allow God to sanctify you. And I'll read on in verse 22. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. God wants to wash your body today with pure water from his presence. That the blood would wash over you and the blood of Jesus would begin to restore your body to what God actually created your body to do. That sickness is washed away in the blood of Jesus. Disease is washed away in the blood of Jesus. That God has actually made a a place for you to enter in to the presence of God and find your life there. To actually have your body washed. He made provision for your spirit to be restored, to remove iniquity off of your spirit. And then he gave the ability for your soul to be at peace with God, that you would have a clean conscience before God, that your mind, your will, and your emotions would all be restored to where God created them to be, that your mind would not be carrying around sinful thoughts, and that your mind would not be carrying around consciousness of oh my goodness I sinned in my past you know God wants to remove that from your mind that your mind would not be under the pressures and the torment that it's always been under he wants your mind free he wants your will your desires to be free. So he wants to set free your mind, but he wants to then set free your your desires, your heart, that your heart would begin to be purified in his presence. As you enter into the presence of God, that you begin to purify your desires, your will, that you would begin to will and do for his good pleasure, that your life would begin to look like Jesus, that your living would begin to demonstrate him because he gave you his spirit. When you were born again, he gave you his spirit that you would be able to live like him, that you'd be able to reflect him, that you would walk in the fruits of the spirit, you would walk in the gifts of the spirit, that every gift that God wants to give to you through his spirit, you would be in a position to receive those gifts and walk in them. And by so doing, the world would see the love and the power of Jesus through you. And that people would actually find redemption through your life and through my life. And he also wants to touch your body. He wants your body to be restored. He wants your body to be strengthened by his spirit that your body would be given life, as Romans 8 talks about, that God will, would give life to your physical, mortal body for one purpose, 
It isn't so that you can have a good day. It isn't so that you can just feel good. No, it isn't any of those things. Those things are benefits. Those, th- those are things that God does. And he does want you to be well. But he does that so that you can go into this world and be equipped to demonstrate the love and the power of God to people. In that, you're going to face persecution. We talked about that last week, that everyone who desires to live godly will face persecution. You're going to be mocked for your faith. You know, there's going to be things, people are going to actually hate you because you love, right? Because they don't have the life that's in you. They actually envy that. And there's an element to which you and I are going to face persecution. So God wants to wash your body with pure water. He wants to make your body washed. And in that washing, God does amazing work to restore your body so that your body is made strong. And then it says this in verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. That is the highlight of this whole section of verses to me. We need to continue to speak forth the word of God. We need to hold fast our confession and not waver. If we begin to waver in our hope, if we begin to question the promise of God, what we're going to run into is that we are going to miss the promise that he offers. And God wants you and I to hold fast to his word. He wants you and I to hold fast to what he's given to us through the blood of Jesus. He's given you and I everything that we need for life and everything that we need to live godly. And that is what God wants you and I to put our faith in. To gain everything we need for life from his presence. To gain everything we need to live godly from his presence. And to go into his presence and believe him and trust in him. And in his presence, we would receive the fruit of the Spirit into our life and the gifts of the Spirit into our life. The fruit of the Spirit to love. The fruit of the Spirit to show forth the nature of God, which is love. And that's the first fruit in the fruits of the Spirit that Galatians talks about. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And these things come from the presence of God, the Spirit of God. And then the gifts of the Spirit that, as 1 Corinthians 12 talks about, each one of us as a believer has been given a gift, maybe gifts, from the Spirit of God. And whatever God has gifted you in to do, you can walk in your giftings that the Holy Spirit gives you. 
Your gift might be tongues. Your gift might be miracles. Your gift might be interpretation of tongues. Your gift might be prophecy. And these things are for the edification of the church and they're for the edification of you as an individual. And some of them, not all of them, some of them are more geared towards the unbeliever, some are more towards the believer. But the purpose of that is that God would in he would equip you and empower you that you could demonstrate Jesus to people in a supernatural way beyond what you could do in your own strength. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. I hope that that blesses you, that it encourages you more than anything, that it would cause you to get alone, be with Jesus, and enter into his presence because nothing else will satisfy you or me. Nothing else will give you life. Nothing else will equip you to go out in love. If you're not with the Spirit of God, if you don't take time to be alone and just seek the Spirit of God and be in His presence, you will not have the, the love that God wants you to demonstrate to people. And you won't have love to give back to God. And you won't move in the power of God to this world. But he wants you to enter in with boldness because he's made provision for that. And it's by your faith in Jesus that you get to have the privilege of entering in and being with him and be an empowered Christian. You get to be an empowered Christian to reveal Jesus to this world. It's amazing. It's such a privilege, and I hope this was good for you. It's edifying to me as well, and be blessed today. <laughs> Go and be with Jesus and love people, and have a blessed day. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for being with us today. I pray that the presence of God will manifest more richly in your life after listening to this episode. May God help us to see Jesus for who he is and cause us to fall in love with his glory. God bless.